Our second scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 6, verses 20 through 23. Hear now the word of the Lord. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how the ancestors treated the prophets. This is the word of God for the people of God. Things are a little different up here today. I'm not... I'm out of my element. Um, So I've always found it interesting that Mother's Day uh, tends to be a really special day in the life of the church. And in a lot of cases, it's one of the better attended days, or at least one that has a lot of visitors in the church year, even though it's not really a high holy day like Christmas or Easter. But it's also not exactly surprising to me. Uh, I mean, this is a day when we have the children in a special role in worship, and everybody likes to see the kids have fun. But there's something more than that, I think, that brings people in on Mother's Day, something that mothers especially find really meaningful and hopefully beneficial in their lives. It's, what, it's a day when they're recognized. It's set apart to specifically lift up the work that moms do all throughout the year and to say, hey, we know what you do. It's important. And we appreciate it. Thank you. Even if the appreciation is there year-round, and I think it often is, Being acknowledged and specifically recognized uh, is certainly not a constant thing. And so it's a really, really powerful thing when it does happen. It's a time for us to recognize the ways that we're blessed by our mothers or the important women in our lives who are mothers. And it's a time for mothers to recognize the blessings that they have in their children as well. But I don't only want to recognize this morning the mothers whose kids sang in the musical today or whose families are here this morning. Because today, uh, today is for many people a day of appreciation, but there are others, even, even here, even in our church this morning, for whom today carries a certain degree of, of pain and difficulty. People who don't know their mother or who have lost their mother People whose home lives were not as safe or secure as they should have been. There are mothers who've lost children, and there are women who deeply want children but are unable to have them. We know that today is a day to recognize the mothers among us, but it's also a day to recognize the hurting and the heavy-hearted. And don't get me wrong, it can be both. That's the power of Jesus Christ. Christ makes a place in the church for the joyous and the mournful alike. We just have to learn to recognize and proclaim blessings in the same way that he did to the people that he encountered. And the first step to doing that is to acknowledge one another specifically and intentionally. Look, God's blessings are not always easy to see, and they're certainly not always easy to understand, but they are easy to forget. It's the same way we forget the gifts of a mother or the gift of motherhood. We're not good at being appreciative for very long, it turns out, and after a while we forget that there's anything special there at all. 
And those are the easy ones to remember, or at least they should be. For mothers and fathers and children, there's a real bond that comes from knowing that you share something deeper than just your belongings. And family ties are truly a blessing from God. But as I said before, today reveals how often mothers go unappreciated, which is only possible. It's only, it can only be the case because people fail to see the blessings that are given through them. And if we can't even see those blessings, if we forget even the basic joys of life, then how can we ever hope to see the more subtle ones, the ones that are less obvious, the ones that are less tangible? If there's one thing that this passage, which is called the Beatitudes, makes clear, it's that God's blessings oftentimes come in the form of a promise. You will be satisfied. You will laugh. You will inherit the kingdom of God, and you will have a reward in heaven. We so often think of blessings in terms of things that we have or things that happen to us, but there's something very personal happening here when Jesus is talking to his disciples. With these promises, Jesus is acknowledging the poor, the hungry, the mourning, and the persecuted. The blessing in these promises is in the recognition that they show. That's where it starts. Because what Jesus is saying is essentially, no matter how forgotten you feel, no matter how much the world casts you out, I haven't forgotten you. And I am preparing a place for you. It's the same message that we can share on Mother's Day when we say thank you. When we take a moment to acknowledge those who meet this day with joy and those who meet this day with pain and sadness. A promise is a blessing because it says that not only are you recognized now, but it's a commitment that I'm not going to forget you as time goes on. I won't forget you in the future. And these promises reflect the work that God is doing in our world and in our hearts as well. So they're not just distant promises. In Matthew 25, Jesus says that those who know him will give food to the hungry and a drink to the thirsty and will welcome the stranger. By transforming us, by building his church in the world, God is changing us into people who will bring those eternal promises into immediate reality. It's a work in progress, just like we're all a work in progress. But if we know Jesus, if we're changed by him, then we will come to want to be a part of making those promises become real. But let's take a step back for just a moment. It's all well and good to talk about how God is changing the world. But what about you and what about me? The blessings are good. These promises are good. And it's good to know that you're not forgotten. But we have all kinds of other promises. There's all kinds of other things that are going on that burden us and hold us down. How can we say that we're blessed when we're surrounded by so much turmoil? Everybody's got something or some things that they feel missing in their lives some hole that needs to be filled. Just to get personal for a moment, I, when I was a kid and all throughout my life, honestly, there's been this nagging sense at the back of my mind that I'm going to be alone. It doesn't really make sense, honestly. I always had friends growing up. My family was really close. 
both geographically and relationship-wise. And I always got along well with pretty much everyone that I came across, yet that sense was always there, whispering and nagging at the back of my mind that all of these relationships were fake, that no one understood, and that everything could fall apart in a moment. It was like there was something missing, some bit of assurance that allowed me not just to feel, but to know that I was actually a part of these communities and that there were people who cared about me. But the beauty of Jesus' message here, and if you hear one thing, I hope it's this, the beauty of Jesus' message is that God's blessings fulfill what we lack now. For me, in my loneliness then, God's blessing was the reminder that I'm loved and and the work of the Holy Spirit that proclaimed that truth to my heart. See, that's what's most special here. God doesn't just say things or make promises for the future. He helps us know now, through the Holy Spirit, that they're true. When Jesus said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God, he was talking to people who had nothing and who knew that no amount of work or time or energy could ever improve the conditions of their lives. When he said, Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied, he was speaking to people who felt the pangs of hunger every day of their life. These were people with nothing, and Jesus came to promise them so much more than just scraps, more than just enough to get by. He came to share the news that God was preparing a kingdom for them, for these people who'd slept all their lives on the hard ground, a kingdom. He came to tell people who were always hungry that God wasn't just going to keep them from starving, but that he was going to give them satisfaction. The grace of God, you see, is abundant. And for those who mourned, Jesus promised that they would be comforted. The promises that Jesus made all point to the kingdom of God, where everything is made perfect as the song that the children sang said, Everything's made perfect according to his design. There's nothing to be mourned in the kingdom. No more sickness or pain or death. No reason to feel downcast or cast out. Just perfect relationship with God and with one another, all leading to joy. Because again, Jesus didn't just promise to help the mourners get through to the next day. Although that's definitely a part of the comfort he provides, He promised them that when his words were fulfilled, there would be nothing but laughter. And for the persecuted, for those who were unwelcomed in their society, Jesus promised belonging and a place to live in the kingdom of God. Remember that message as you continue in your walk of faith, that when things get difficult, when it feels like the whole world is opposing you and there's no hope to be found, remember that God is preparing a reward for you, and that you stand in the company of all of the prophets who felt exactly that same way. But remember, the promises themselves are not all that we have. They're not the whole story. They're just a part of it. They're just a part of the blessing. And if we were left with just that, with just the promises, then I'd be willing to bet that there would be a lot of people who could hear them and continue on languishing in despair. But that's not all that we have. A lot of things make promises, and a lot of things promise to make your life better. But none of those other promises can cure your sickness 
or heal the damage in your soul. But praise God, He gives us so much more than just a promise. He does give us those promises, but then He also gave us His life so that we could be healed. And He gave us His Spirit so that we could walk with Him and those promises could become real in us. See, the blessings of God aren't just about distant shores or promises uh, that we'll someday see, but about a reality that we are being welcomed into right now and every single day. These blessings can give us joy even in the hardest of times because these blessings are meant to change us into people who are close with God, the only one who can satisfy us the only one who can truly comfort us, and the only one who can give us a place to truly belong. These blessings show us what's coming, and we can take heart in the knowledge that the trials of this world are temporary while perfection is eternal. The work is happening now, and the world is being changed now, but God's promise is that all of that work and all of that change will someday be completed And that on that day, the only thing that will be left to know is joy. These blessings remind us that we're not alone and that, uh, and, and they recognize our work, that Christ recognizes our work and our needs alike and responds to them both. You are known more deeply than you can imagine. Dare I say, even more than a mother can know her child because this is because you're known by the God who knit you together by hand in your mother's womb. And knowing you fully from that point, with all your strengths and all your weaknesses, with your successes and your failures, everything that you've done and seen, he loves you fully as well. And these blessings reveal the ways that God is active all around us right now. God is working in you, in us, and in the world And it's by recognizing the blessings in your life that you can start to recognize other ways that God is active. So before you leave here this morning, take a moment to think about the blessings that you might be missing or overlooking in your life. I invite you as you go out from here, as you go off to lunch, consider talking to one another about the blessings that you have. Think about them tonight before you go to sleep. Make it an important part of your life, of every day, to search for and give thanks for these blessings, and you will find that they become easier and easier to recognize. Thanks be to God. Amen.